no one is destined for greatness, especially not these folks. These are their stories. to Very Random Encounters, a show where we play pen and paper RPGs in which we've randomly determined as many things as possible, including characters, villains, names, places, and other outlandish stuff. It all comes together to be a very random encounter. Oh, fuck, I'm leaving. You're still first. <laughs> I'm Logan! <laughs> okay, let's let's do it again. I'm Lee. <laughs> I'm Logan. I'm Travis. And I'm Greg. <sighs> yeah! <laughs> you skip one week. <laughs> it just falls apart. <laughs> We're in a very jovial mood for this horror story. <laughs> That's true. Well, you know, it's not horrible yet. Speak for yourself. I'm destined to be on the ocean, not oh, too far from Lord the worry, it's quite okay. We'll be fine. <laughs> Ada, give me a recap of last episode. Last week, we, uh, I, uh, I, I helped out a friend who I owed a favor, uh, my friend Millie. Uh, well, a new friend, kind of, uh, owed her a favor, so I gave her a ride. I was a little itching for, uh, something to happen in my life. Things were a bit, uh, slow for my taste, so when I found out she was going on some sort of far-flung adventure with, uh, this rich dude, Blodwin... I was all in, you know, I just, you know, just all she needed to do was ask and I was down. So, uh, apparently this lady, uh, Gloria Goldberg, her, uh, her daughter, uh, like went missing or something. Well, not like missing cause she was gone already. She was like in India. Uh, and then, uh, she stopped hearing from her and she's worried that the, the professor she was hanging around with, uh, something funky might've happened there. So we're going to go down there and. And check it out, I suppose. Uh, she gave us sort of carte blanche on buying some stuff, so we bought a lot of stuff. Uh, uh, you know me, I always found a way to get a, a discount, if you know what I mean. We had a weird run-in with a uh, shop owner who, who sold, like, uh, magical occult oddities. Fed us, a, uh, fed Blodwin a weird fortune cookie that made him go uh, into some sort of hallucinogenic state. We bought one because it seemed like a good thing to have. <laughs> and then uh, Millie ended up f for free getting just a weird uh, bird statue that had four legs. And then this uh, actress lady started stepping on my friend's ear and then gave Millie her purse. I, I don't I don't know. It, it just kind of happened kind of quick. Well, I did. I did help her with her bags. Oh, it's true. It was a, it was a, so it was, it was a, a reward for services uh, tendered. Is that what you said? I don't even know. Millie really got out of that deal with a, a bunch of free stuff. We left it there. Um, there's still a couple of days until the boat leaves. So how, how nice is this purse? Um, it's, I mean, it's like her, 
it appears to be whatever, like a clutch, like her evening. You know, it's got like uh, sequins, kind of like it's shiny. Um, it's not very big. There's not much in it. There's like some earrings and. I imagine it has one of those like clasps that are like the two sort of rounded circles mm-hmm. that are yeah, like a change purse gold. clasp. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is yeah. probably the nicest thing that Millie owns now. Uh, <laughs> most of that night, I'm sure, I Millie spends a lot of time just sort of admiring it and like having something that she would never buy uh, as something novel. And then I think the next morning. She feels somewhat obligated to go see this show. Okay. <laughs> like, we have a couple of days, and that sort of odd guilt of having something so nice for doing basically nothing in her mind. Mm-hmm. So she's at least like, we should go. We should at least go. A show sounds magnificent, Ms. Lawson. I'd be fine with a night on the town any night, you know me. Okay, and um, Ada had mentioned something last time about uh, wanting to find out more about Professor Harvey. Oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, that guy seems a little weird. Um, so you have a cousin back in the States. I got lots of cousins back in the family. Yeah, that uh, you you feel like you can remember has a connection to Miskatonic university. Um, mm. so before you go to the show, um, you God, could... it's going to take all of my restraint, not to call him cousin Vinny. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, your cousin Vincent. <laughs> <laughs> um, so before y'all go to the show, you drop by, the um, telegraph office to send a telegraph to your cousin. And you'll obviously have to wait to hear back from that. He'll text me back. <laughs> the, the Bloodwin is eagerly like offering to pay for things. Okay. Um, I'm very eagerly taking it anytime you offer. I yeah. am totally fine. But like on, with you that. know, on, on Gloria's dime, like, <laughs> She didn't. I don't give care him... who's paying as long as uh, someone's willing to pay for my things. I, yeah, I didn't expect that Ada would care too much. I'm just yeah. mentioning it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, that's fine. I don't think Gloria cares. Uh, yeah, Bloodwin just wants people to perceive that he's nice and has money. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. So the show. There's like an afternoon showing that's like the uh, matinee or whatever. So we'll, uh, before we do that, you have these two days. So if you, you know, if we, if we see the show in the afternoon, that's going to take up, you know, a good portion of the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, you're waiting on the telegraph, but um, this trip is going to be, you know, it takes um, roughly three weeks to get to India. Or, or specifically to the part of India that you're going to, you suspect it'll take at least that long to find her, maybe longer, and then that much time also to get back. So you're actually going to be gone for quite some time. Yeah. How do you all prepare? Like, we know we don't need to go through, like, specifically what things you're bringing, but are you bringing anything special or in particular? Or are there people that you need to talk to, that kind of thing? We'll start with Bloodwin. 
Miss Lawson. Uh, yes? Uh, you, you're good with animals in general. Uh, would you mind terribly helping me bring along my, my beautiful Yucatan and Cornelius on this adventure? Oh, I think that would I think that would be fine. Uh, I think uh, we can get them prepared for the voyage. Uh, I, I've heard a few things about you know taking animals overseas, so I think I think uh, I can come up with a few things. We'll we'll probably have to go shopping again, but I, I have a couple of ideas of of what I, what we could get. Marvelous! I couldn't bear to be without them for that long. You you see. I, I, I thought as much, so I'd already begun preparing. <laughs> I love you! <laughs> oh, Lord Murray, you know, watch your words. That's not appropriate. I, well, I, <laughs> just a, it's a friendship. I, I, uh, yeah. Just a lord and, a, and a, a, a commoner. Just, you know, just, I appreciate the sentiment. Uh, okay. <laughs> as far, I mean... Millie has everything that she owns, basically. That's that would be useful. I mean, any money is hidden under like a bear trap back at home in in the cabin, and what's left of her family is used to. You know, she spends months in the wilderness, so I don't think uh, she would even think to like warn anybody. Like long trips or you know having to do long tours and take people out, it it wouldn't occur to her to let anybody know. Okay, I don't think Bloodwin has anybody to tell what he's got. I mean, <laughs> just you know. tell your butler. Are you bringing your butler? I don't think he has a butler. I think his oh, okay. his butler and his footman left uh, pretty recently because he can't afford them anymore. Oh, okay, I I've been. Not very coy about the fact that when I'm talking about Ada's family, I'm definitely talking about like <laughs> the mob family, the yeah, Italian mafia, <laughs> yeah. Um, also, when I was doing the intro for when I was recording the intro for uh, the character creation episode, and I was rolling up uh, female mobster names uh, randomly for her to have as like aliases, mm-hmm. one of them was Giovanna Strana. But the double A made me trip over it when I was recording, and I said Giovanni Strana, uh, <laughs> which now I'm I just co- completely rolled with it. So now I've decided that that she has sort of like that you know she has like short enough hair and like boyish enough features that she has just all of these identities. Some are men, some are women, uh, <laughs> and so like a lot of the, her time is sending back court. Like they know that Ada Burns. Uh, is under a lot of heat has, and has been sent to England to like wait out the storm from the law enforcement, but she's like sending a lot of correspondence to explain why Sienna the Scourge Malone and Giovanni Strana <laughs> are also gone for a while because yeah. even some of the higher ups in the mob don't know that they're all her. Okay. <laughs> um, and as well, I think, uh, I, I think in whatever alias she is like, highest rank in she she sends back that 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 uh that alias is gonna be looking at uh some contacts in india to see if she can expand their uh their business overseas and to see if there are any contacts we have there already and so maybe i'll include that in the telegram to my cousin see if uh when he gets back if there are any 
contacts that the mob has in India, which would be strange, but you never know. Okay. What about... Is there anyone else that you want to try to talk to um, besides finding out about Harvey? Let me think. Um... Amanda is from England, so she would have people there. Was she studying? She, uh, the yeah. professor that she went with in India? She is from England. Her grandmother is not, but that's who she grew up with in England. Yeah. Um, her She has gone to Miskatonic to study, but her main group of like family and friends are in England. So I'll, I'll probably... I'll probably ask Gloria if she knows who Amanda's, like, best friend is and see if I can get any more information out of her or him or them. Um, okay, so we'll do it that way. Um, it's the morning, um, and you've gotten back together. You're having breakfast at a local um, cafe, and you're sort of discussing all of this, you know, that Ada has a cousin that she's going to contact and you've decided to ask Gloria about friends and, and all that kind of thing. So that's kind of where we're at. Um, so before you go to the show, who wants to track down Amanda's friend? Do you, do you all want to go or just one or two or. I mean, Bladwin will follow anyone. I think, I think I would be better served talking to the friend than I would trying to, I think Ada is aware that she would look sort of out of place trying to talk to associates of a professor. So I think she's going to opt towards the group looking to talk to the friend. Okay. All right. So, um, yeah, you've gotten the information from Gloria and um, Lily. She has a friend, Lily, that lives in the city. Um, So you guys can go over and talk to her. Do we meet her in like a... Um... Cafe she or something like is that. A, she's a martial arts instructor in 1927 England. Cool. I like Lily already. Can she come <laughs> with us? I know, right? <laughs> um, so you can actually just go to her um, dojo. Yeah. That is awesome. <laughs> okay. So you go there uh, and you go in, and Lily is um, a petite Asian. Lily Chin is her name. Um, and you can tell that she uh, has just finished a class. There's people uh, leaving, um, and she doesn't look like she's quite ready to start her next class. So you think that you probably have a few minutes with her. Uh, so she sees you come in, and she says, uh, yes, hello. Yeah, um, uh, so we, we're we friends of uh, Gloria Goldberg's uh, Amanda, right, is the Amanda, name of the... Yeah. Amanda Sharp. Uh, Amanda's, uh, Amanda's aunt? What's... Her grandmother. Grandmother, okay. We're friends of uh, Gloria Goldberg, um, Amanda's uh, grandmother. She hasn't heard from Amanda in a little while, and she, you know how uh, all the folks get. You know, it's like you don't you don't hear from your grandkid one week, and all of a sudden you send out the search party. Well, we're the uh, we're the folks she's sending out, so uh, probably nothing. But uh, we were just wondering if you uh, had heard from. Amanda, uh, I know, I know she's not, she's not, uh, we know she's in India right now, but maybe she's been corresponding with her pals more often than a, you know, a grandma. Well, I was beginning to worry. She sent me a letter right before 
Uh, let's see. She had arrived in India, and they were about to go on an expedition. And that's the last I've heard from her. Any details on this expedition? Well, you know, she went with uh, that, oh, what is his name? Harvey, uh... Yeah, the professor, yeah. Yes. Well, uh, it's, you know, her uh, major at the university is anthropology. And he's one of the... I, he might even be the head of the anthropology department. I'm not even sure. But what I do know is that he's just a very kind old man that she's just taken a keen liking to. She said that she feels like it's the father she's never had. And when she found out he was going to India, he she just had to go right along with him. Because, well, you know, she's worried he's getting dementia. And she wanted to be there to take care of him. And also, she has to do her, uh, what do you call that thing when you're getting your doctor and you have to write that big, long paper? She's doing one of those things. You're asking the wrong person, lady. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway. Is Blodwin here? I'm sure Blodwin would know what a thesis is. You're looking for the word doctorate. Yeah, yeah, she's getting a doctorate. She has to write that thing. So anyway. Is that is that the actual thing? Like thesis. her thesis. Yeah. Are we, what, what would it be? Doctoral thesis, right? Doctoral thesis, I would think, yeah. Yes, that thing. And so she thought, you know, if she went with him, she could take precautions to make sure she's there in case something happens with him. And then she'd also have a lot of information about the local um, customs and Whatever, I, you know, I try to follow what she's saying all the time, but ugh, she's just too smart. But anyway, she'll have lots of information for her, what you said. <laughs> you said you, was, you uh, y it, her last letter made you worried? Well, no, just that it was a long time ago. I thought I'd have heard back from her by now. I was just... What was the last correspondence you received? Well, she was in India. They, they had landed safely, and... um. She mentioned that Harvey was going on and on about something's coming. He thinks there's something coming and that he's going to find all the answers in India, I guess. And she was excited because they had found a group that they were going to go be with for a while and like live with them and find uh, out about their culture. Oh, well, it sounded like, you know, ar archaeology stuff. <laughs> <laughs> if uh if the letter mentions the the name of this uh this organization, um, um if you could uh either give us that letter or, or find it and let us know, I, I'm sure that information would be very helpful. We're actually heading down there ourselves, so it would be helpful to know what we're looking for, you know. Yeah, I don't have the letter here, but if I find a name in there, I will send it where? Um, well, we'll be leaving town fairly soon, but I suppose my address for now. Okay, I'll send it to you if I, I'll, as soon as I get home this afternoon, I'll look it up. Thank, thank you very much. It's a pleasure to meet you. Now, and you know, I, I can tell from your questions you don't have to worry about Harvey. I mean, he's harmless. He's, well, you know, well, you know, he's 
Well, he's a vegan and she's a steak. You know what I'm saying? No, but... Uh, I, uh... She, he's... She's not his type. Oh! Oh, are you... He's saying he's a homosexual. <laughs> oh, well, yes. Yes, I think so, yes. We're in a fantasy realm. There's no big deal about that. Oh, excellent. Yeah, you can just th- fucking come out with it, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, while we're on the subject... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure every character I've ever played is gay. So sure, yeah, yeah, Bladen's gay too. Cool. <laughs> Gl- glad the scene glad we had this talk. <laughs> I love, I love this, I love this image of 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 Bladwin just saying like, "Yeah, me too," and just like staring her in the eye. <laughs> like, dead, dead eye stare. <laughs> I'm an Asian girl in England teaching martial arts. Martial arts. <laughs> Takes all kinds. <laughs> so the three of you will meet up at the playhouse. And yeah. I figure I spent the morning buying all the falconry stuff. Oh, yeah. That's smart. <laughs> oh, bless Millie. We get to go have fun <laughs> while she gets to, you know, shop for <laughs> newspapers and whatnot. I have a I have feeling a f- that's going to be a running theme. <laughs> I have a feeling that is Millie's fun, though. Yeah, that's true. Being prepared. Um, yeah, so, you know, it's a play. (laughs) Special hidden scene, Millie and the shopkeeper, the most exciting conversations ever. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we could do it if you want. I just uh, thought we might gloss over that one. (laughs) We're going to gloss over the the technical talk. Hi, I'm here to buy falconry equipment. Falconry hoods. Yes, what do you need? Um, you know, falconry you know, equipment. A pallet of newspapers. All of the haggling fetishists are really disappointed we're glossing over this one. Yeah, so the play is, um, well, there's three acts. And each is weirder and more disturbing than the one that came before. It's not a terribly restful or overly pleasant adventure that you're on now with this, uh, this show Hmm. um it's well acted but it's just a strange strange show and you leave it feeling mildly disturbed and vaguely tired like overtired that was um um well it it was certainly something new is that the is that how plays always are well you know i not not the ones that I've... But these new Penny Dreadfuls I've been hearing about. The, I guess it was one of them? Because that one was shit. <laughs> I mean, I, I've I mean, never seen anything like that, and I, I go to the shows at least three times a, a week. I Dear Lord. <laughs> Do you ever work? Well, well I mean, I don't either. I, I find my own way, but like... I... I I would consider everything I do work. I'm I'm working right now, young miss. Lord Lord Murray has a point. Uh, you know, what they do is make sure that everybody is well employed and that you know the gears are working. So and I'm working on that too. Sure, yes, <laughs> currently. But that what that you know, I feel less. Hmm, I feel less guilty about having this purse. I'll I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless Millie. <laughs> I feel like I could. Uh, I feel like I could go for a nap. Oh. Yes, yes, very tiring. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
you know, a small restitution before dinner would be lovely. Okay, so um, the three of you take yourselves off to to nap for a little bit. <laughs> um, this is very standard for Bloodwin. <laughs> it was already nap time, so like he didn't even notice that he was extra tired. Um. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Thank you for being so kind. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It looks like it looks like Lee was watching the King in Yellow too. <laughs> yeah. She might have seen it a few more run throughs than we. <laughs> this is like the seventeenth dress rehearsal. Yeah, I get it. It was it was funny. <laughs> I want one of us to. I want one of us to see if anybody knows uh, prof- at the university, and maybe not me. Maybe all three of us. I don't know. But well, you do someone need to, should go to. The- yeah, you need to get your telegram. That's. Oh, I'll do that, and then maybe the two of them uh, go to the university and see if they can talk to any associates. Well, the university is in America. Harvey. I think that's what you're not oh. quite. Yeah. Oh, okay. So Got you've sent your it. telegram okay. to your cousin in America. They're going to get back to you with some sort got of information. Got it. Got it. Got so it. Got so it. are there any, is there a way to find out if there's like educational rivalries? Like, oh, they're researching this before we are. Like, is there a way to find out if there's like a, a school that's in research competition with that university that yeah, you that might has be like able a good to, anthropology yeah. department? Um, yeah, Bloodwin, did you go to university? Uh, yeah, definitely. Okay, um, I mean, we could uh, Bloodwin certainly... went to Cambridge. What kind of, what kind of role would I do here? You're int, yeah. I was gonna say education, but I think you're int, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, hey, we're gonna roll a dice! Wait, how do I roll a dice? <laughs> did I do it? <laughs> I don't. Slash yeah. R. Yeah. yeah. 66 is higher than my education or intelligence, so that's not a good thing. That's right. 55 intelligence, and that's a 66. Right, yeah, you need lower. So you guys are in um, the west, southwest sort of, of London, and Cambridge is north of London. So it's it'd be a bit too far for your yeah. mm-hmm. trip. Um, but however, if you could think of someone that you could call, you could mm. call. The reason that Travis can't call is there's not an international telephone line right now. But, you know, you are recently moneyed, so you still have a phone and you could call someone if you knew who to call. I'm um, certain Bloodwin has some teachers that he still keeps in contact with. Okay. Or, or or even like friends that teach there now. Yeah, probably. Um just do a um no, just call. I mean call <laughs> and we'll roll to see what you learn. Okay. I call my <laughs> friend. You call Norman Withers. I got Norman Withers. Norman Withers is your uh, friend. Yes, hello. Is this Norman Withers? My Grove Bloodwin, is that you? The very same. Well, I haven't talked to you in a month of Sundays. Probably longer. <laughs> well, yes, probably. 
Tell me, what what precipitates this joyous call? Oh, wow, that was like 30 minutes ago in the podcast. <laughs> Why have I called you, Norman Weathers? Why, indeed? Ask about Harvey. Uh, do you know... <laughs> Tell me, old chap, do you... Do you know Harvey Waters? Harvey Waters. Harvey Waters. That name sounds frightfully familiar. Where's he from? Well, uh, he's a professor at Miskatonic. Oh, Miskatonic. Well, that blighted school should know. What on earth has you talking about Miskatonic? Well, uh, a friend of mine, Gloria Goldberg... Perhaps you know of her. Anyhow, her her granddaughter was was a student, and well, uh, they they went to India. And now they've gone missing, or well, at least they've lost contact with all the people that they previously had been sending regular communications to. Well, I don't wonder at that. That miskatonic is nothing but trouble. I I don't know that I know Harvey. Personally, but I've, if I'm thinking of the right man, I'm not sure I can tell you anything specifically, but uh, what is it that you, I mean, I, I understand your predicament, but what specifically are you hoping I can help you with? Were you aware of, of what he, what he studied, what he specialized in, not even necessarily what he was currently teaching, but. Just any any details would would well. Help. I think he's a uh, he's the head of oh archaeology or anthropology, one of those over at. So we have s- several accounts of of that. Uh, as far as what he's been into recently, all I know is that he's he's one of those. Oh, you know, he thinks. Uh, he thinks the world is going to end and aliens and all that weird stuff. I think Bloodwin gets like a cold chill thinking about the the weird stuff that he's seen. Yeah. Oh, yes, that's... <laughs> all that uh, nonsense rubbish. Yes, very rubbish, yes. Hmm. Hmm. I, I do say, old chap, I'm not sure I can help you with more than just that. But, uh... Well, if you give me a few days, I might be able to find out something else for you. Yeah, that would yes, that would be that would be wonderful. Okay, well then I'll just see what I can do, and I'll give you a call back. All right, we are we are leaving fairly soon for well, India as it as as it stands. Uh, so post haste, please. I'll certainly see what I can do. All right. Okay, so Ada, you're going to go, you've gone back to the telegraph office and you've gotten a telegraph uh, from your cousin. And it actually has a contact of someone that they believe um, actually knows Harvey and can help you. Um, Cool. And they also checked into the India thing and don't believe that there's anyone there that you Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, but are very encouraging about if you want to hook some stuff up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. Um, and so the three of you are going to meet again 
uh, for dinner. What's the dinner? Um, you are at, well, you've been to a fancy play and you've had a fancy nap and now you've decided that you need to go to a fancy dinner. Of course. So you're at a... We spend no expense. <laughs> I don't, what's a random, fuck. Fancy yes. restaurant name generator. The Tandoori Heart. Oh, I like that one. This uh, mine came up as uh, the the tower, but I like <laughs> both are really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was yours? The Tandoori Heart. The Tandoori Heart. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> the Noodle Pig. <laughs> 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 Okay. All right. Yeah. So you, uh, the three of you, meet at the Tandoori Heart for dinner. This is my favorite place in town. Oh, it, it's quite lovely. I suppose uh, it's it's you know it's clear from uh, Gladwin's you know sort of noble noble birth and and uh, well my accent gives me away. Uh, Millie, what's uh, where's your family from? Well, um. My my actual parents or um my uh my late husband's family. Uh, uh let's let's hear about you. Uh, well, um I you know, I was just I was born to uh you know, my parents are just simple farmers on on you know, they worked the land for their lord. Uh you know, they I went to school. Um and then I met Andrew and he was going off to war and you know, we got married and uh, my parents, you know, gave over my dowry, and and then that was it. I I was no longer their their worry. How'd you uh? Would you would you do on your own? Well, you know, I I work in the forests. I I help uh, people survive. What's your favorite animal? Oh, I do I do I do love I do love a horse. What's your least favorite animal? Well, um, why would why would you ask that? It just seemed like a logical next question. I'm uh, I'm sorry. It, no, it's uh, fine. I, you know, I just you know, I don't, I don't, I, I don't take a shine to snakes. Oh, me either. No. <laughs> yeah, you know, and you know, I, I, you know, I just live on my own. You know, I let um, and I let Andrew's parents be. You know, they don't have to worry about me. Um, you know, I'm, I can take care of myself, and I do. I think we get a shot of uh, of Ada has like her bag with her that she was like packing for the trip and takes out the fake rub- the prank rubber snake that she yeah. had in there that she was planning on taking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably not for this crew. <laughs> it killed before though. You know, she's into magic tricks and. You know. Yes, um, you I, know. I, I I call the waiter over and and order the noodle pig. <laughs> So while you all running around, I, I did go to um, the library, and I, you know, I was doing some research on where we're going. So I have a couple of maps, and you know, I, you know, I'm just getting us prepared. You know, it's, it's what I do. It's how I'm helpful. You're extremely you, helpful. You're doing more work than we. Yeah, you know, Absolutely. I have, yeah, I have the I have the supplies for your falcons. Um, was there any other questions you had for me, or? No, I was just curious. You know, uh, you. You know, Bloodwin and I kind of blow V eight, and uh, oh yeah, you know, you know, you're a little quieter, so I was, you know, I was curious yeah, what know. made you tick. 
I, you know, I, I live by a simple philosophy, you know. I don't say much, but I carry a big gun. I like, I like your style. That, that should be a quote. I'm writing that down. <laughs> so this would probably be a good time for you guys all to um, a- actually talk to each other about, yeah. you know, because you've done some things separately. Um, mm-hmm. You don't all have all the information, so you might want to kind of break yes. it down for each other. So I'll just say, all right, so we know that uh, Professor Harvey, uh, we know from Bladwin's communication there, we know that Professor Harvey was into some weird alien uh, apocalypse garbage. Thinks that something uh, zany is happening in India. So he went down there. uh, Presumably to check it out. Presumably that's what the, uh, you know, when Bladwin and I were talking to Lily at the karate studio. It's probably not what it is, but that's what Ada (laughs) calls it. Uh, she was telling us that they were there to check out some group. I'm guessing maybe that's some sort of, like, you know, just putting two and two together. It's like some fucking, uh, you know, what do they call those, uh, cults or whatever? Mm-hmm. Uh, Millie, am I missing anything? No, I, I think, I think I'm with you so far. I guess, I guess the next stop is to check with my contact here, who knows Harvey, right? Yeah. So it's a little late. Um, your ship does leave tomorrow evening. Um, but you feel like you'll have plenty of time to go talk to that person in the morning versus, you know, now, cause it's kind of late. So you okay. leave, um, and Millie, where are you staying actually? I figure I'm just staying at like a local boarding house or like a cheap hostel or something along those lines. Just I'm in a room with like a bunch Bloodwind, of people. Uh, offers you guys. A place in his house because his estate like has many extra bedrooms. If anybody doesn't want to pay for a room, yeah, there's no way that Millie would take that for unless (laughs) it's unless it's really like like unless you make the direct come stay. There's no way she would impose like that. Yeah, but if you know, if it's a situation where she senses like you need help and you need help getting the birds ready and blah blah blah, then. You sense that he he he's just lonely. He's a lonely man who wants his friends to hang out with him. Yeah, I mean, if we get if I pick up that sense at dinner, uh, then definitely have the you know, I'll come back to your estate and I'll help you ready the birds for travel. I, I bought all the supplies, so we can cover all of that, and then we'll be more prepared for the for the day ahead. That would be magnificent. Okay, uh, so Ms. then Miss Burns, did you did you need a place to stay? I have I have many rooms. I got lots of friends. I'm fine. I cannot believe Ada would pass up opportunity to stay his fine ass fucking mansion. Uh, I mean, yeah, maybe, but also like, uh, it's not her style. Like she would enjoy. She would if it wasn't someone she liked. She would definitely go and steal things from that person. <laughs> yeah, uh, but she likes Bloodwin enough and the. Uh, the sort of airs of nobility would would grate on her very quickly. Okay, mm-hmm. that's fine. I don't care where you're staying. I was just curious. All right, so uh, Million Blodwin head back to Blodwin's. Um, Ada, you just have a restful night. I don't think any of this is worrying your your mind too much. After 
Blodwin and Millie get the Falcons kind of settled and decide how they're going to go about, you know, the actual transportation and how they're going to keep them. And they kind of go over like um, learning the command words that Blodwin has for them and that kind of thing. Um, <laughs> it's actually kind of late. And I think that Blodwin will just sort of insist that all of their all of their command words are in Latin. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> I I think he'll insist that he needs her there in case something happens or, you know, he'll he'll say whatever to make her feel like he needs her to stay there. I, f- I feel like like especially the darker it gets and you can like you can hear the wind moving through the house. So you can like tell that not only is he lonely, but like the house is just creepy. Mm-hmm. It's huge and there's nobody in there. Okay. Okay, so the two of you, um, Blodwin shows you to a room that's very finely appointed. It's on a, a whole different wing from his his room. You have a whole wing it's to yourself. the next wing over, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you fall asleep easy enough, Millie. And then at some point, you begin to have a very fitful sleep and you are dreaming and you realize that you're in a dark place. It's not necessarily a room. You feel like maybe you're outside, but you can't see any stars or anything in front of you. It's just dark. And then as you sort of try to feel your way around and try to get your bearings you see six white orbs floating in the air they seem to be some distance from you and they are all floating in a circular sort of shape but there's no pattern to them as you stare at these orbs you get a sense of being watched. And about the time that that creepy, crawly sensation starts to really get to you and your flesh is just sort of gross and you feel like uh, goosebumps all over and the hair on the back of your neck is raised and you suddenly wake up in a strange room in a house that you're not familiar with. Yep. Uh, rolls out of bed, grabs the gun out from under the bed in an <laughs> instant, has it, you know, loaded and ready before like remembering what happened and what the evening was. So, I mean, I'm picturing that she's standing there in basically pajamas <laughs> with a, with, <laughs> with a gun pointing around the room, just, aiming at every shadow until uh, her heart settles. God, Millie is so good. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so as this is happening, uh, Blodwin, you too fall mm-hmm. asleep very easily. And you don't realize that you're in a dream at first. Everything seems normal. It's just another day. But then suddenly you realize you're not in your home. You're on a boat. Oh. And the waters are quite choppy. 
Mm. And it's not like a steamer ship. Like you would, ex- it's not the, sh- the ship that you were going on your trip on. It's like a 1800 sail ship, like a pirate ship. Oh. And there's a strange sound that you're hearing. And you have no idea what it is. But almost as soon as you notice that you're hearing it, you wake up. Do I still hear it? No. But you do hear a shout from the other room. Whoa! I I run as fast as I can. I'm in like a little nightcap and like a stripy robe. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Ms. Lawson, are are you okay? Uh, Step out into the hallway, uh, kind of keeping the gun behind the door. So as uh, not to necessarily panic, uh, Lord Bodwin. Um, y- yes, I, I'm. I just woke up in a strange place, and I just had a bit of a I had a bit of a, a, an odd dream. But I think everything's fine. Huh. It, it may be the house. I. It's been many nights since I've had a fully restful sleep. Oh. Well, I I feel the same, uh, but perhaps you know some a, a little a little snack at, at night might help us get back to sleep. <laughs> oh, you are my favorite, Millie. <laughs> <laughs> You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at VREcast, or check out our website at vre.show. Follow the Horror of the Hills at Yosef Bridge, Laudwin at Logan Jenkins, Ada at the Travis W, and me, Millie, at White Wing. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts if you like what we're doing. One member of the Inner Sanctum, Psychic Sean Spencer, says, Definitely just got into this show and it's a fun and wild ride. Delicious adventure filled with as much randomness as you can pack. Even a psychic like myself couldn't predict what would happen next. If you like comedy, drama, feelings, and growing attached to the characters that only exist for a season, then this is the show for you. Okay, thank you. The thing is, like, I've always been waffling about how I edit that because, like, the lowering the voice thing sounds good for Logan and Greg, but it doesn't sound Greg for my or Lee's voice, so I waffle. It doesn't sound too Greg. Is that what I said? You did. It doesn't sound me. It doesn't sound sound Greg. Greg. I am the standard of all things, so (laughs) it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I got it.
Not everyone is destined for greatness, especially not these folks. These are their stories. It can't be that. That's not Greg at all. That's not even little Greg. Can you can you give me a, a, a Vincent Price, Greg? Oh God! If I can remember what he sounds like, mm. uh, or just don't and do it normally. <laughs> <laughs> End this. Just say the words. No one is destined for greatness, especially not these folks. These are their stories. Welcome to Very Random Encounters, a show where we play pen and paper RPGs in which we've randomly determined shit. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely not Craig on that one. (laughs) It's like a 30 minute after credit scene on this. (laughs) Wow, VRE is putting out a three hour episode. That's weird. The credits are coming 20 minutes in. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay, I got this.